Chapter Twenty Eight of Electricity and Magnetism. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Kattekliek. Electricity and Magnetism by Elisha Gray. Chapter Twenty Eight. Electrical Products, Calcium Carbide. Another important use to which electricity is put at Niagara Falls is the manufacture of a new product called calcium carbide. Like carborundum and aluminum, this product could not have been produced in commercial quantities in advance of a means of producing electricity in enormous volume. Calcium carbide is a compound of calcium and carbon. Calcium is a white metal not found in the natural state, but exists chiefly as a carbonate of lime, which is ordinary limestone, including the various forms of marble. As a pure metal, it is hard to obtain, and very hard to maintain, as it readily oxidizes when in contact with the air. The symbol for calcium carbide is CAC2, which means that a molecule of this carbide is compounded of one atom of calcium and two atoms of carbon. CA stands for calcium and C for carbon. When the symbol has no figure following it, it means that one atom only enters into the compound, but if a figure follows, it means that as many atoms enter in as the figure represents. The process of manufacturing calcium carbide is as follows. Ordinary lime, before it is slacked, is ground to a fine powder, then it is mixed with powdered coke or carbon in proper quantities, so that when a chemical union takes place, the proportion will be as before stated, one atom of calcium to two of carbon. As is well known, lime is procured by exposing ordinary limestone to red heat for some hours together. The heat disengages the carbon dioxide, leaving only a combination of calcium and oxygen, which is common lime. The mixture of ground lime and coke is put into a crucible that surrounds the arc of an electric light of enormous dimensions the carbon conductors amounting to an area of one square foot or more. In order to cause the carbon to unite with the calcium, a very intense heat is required, such a heat as can be obtained only in the arc of an electric light. When the enormous current is turned on, amounting to over 3,000 horsepower, the mixture is melted, and after an exposure to this intense heat for a given length of time, the oxygen of the unslacked lime is thrown off and the carbon unites with the calcium, which remains in the proportions of one atom of calcium to two of carbon, as before stated. This, it will be noted, is purely a heat process, and an intense one at that. No electrolytic action being required, the alternating current is used without transformation to the direct current, as is necessary in the manufacture of bleaching powder and aluminum, both of which are electrolytic processes. When the operation is completed, the current is turned off and the compound allowed to cool. In cooling, it assumes a slate color, which is slightly iridescent when exposed to light. It also crystallizes to a certain extent. The value of this new product consists in its ability to evolve acetylene gas in large quantities. A molecule of acetylene gas is composed of two atoms of carbon, to two of hydrogen. To evolve the gas, it's necessary only to pour water upon the calcium carbide, 
when a union takes place between the carbon of the carbide and the hydrogen of the water in the proportions above stated. If there is water enough, the whole of the carbon will pass off with the gas, leaving a residuum of slacked lime. The value of acetylene gas lies in its very intense illuminating power. This is due to the fact that the gas is very rich in carbon as compared with other illuminating gases. It burns with a pure white light when properly mixed with air or oxygen, but if there is a lack of air, it burns with a smoky flame. In this case, the carbon is not all consumed and escapes into the air in the form of soot or smoke, but when burned with a proper mixture of oxygen or common air, it becomes one of the most brilliant of illuminants. Acetylene, like most other gases, becomes explosive when mixed with air in certain proportions. Whether it is more dangerous to handle than ordinary illuminating gases, the writer is not prepared to say, as he has not had the opportunity to make a thorough comparison between it and other gases from an experimental standpoint. Experiment, after all, is the only sure road to absolute knowledge. Theories are beautiful in books and lectures, but they often fail in the laboratory. Acetylene is now being introduced as an illuminating gas for domestic and other purposes. Several methods of handling it have been proposed. One is to condense it into strong metal cylinders and deliver it in that form. Another is to erect generators at convenient places and generate the gas as it is used. A very ingenious contrivance has been invented for regulating the generation of the gas. A certain amount of the calcium carbide is placed in a gas-tight vessel containing water. As soon as the water comes in contact with the carbide, the evolution of the gas begins. When the pressure on the inside of the vessel has reached a certain degree, it is made, through mechanical contrivances, to lift the carbide out of the water and thus stop the evolution of the gas. When the pressure is relieved through the consumption of the gas at the burners, it allows the carbide to drop into the water when the evolution of the gas begins again. Of course, there is the same objection to this mode of lighting that attends all open burners. It is constantly discharging into the air the products of combustion, chiefly carbon dioxide, which is poisonous to animal life. As has been explained in some of the chapters on heat, in Volume 2, the illuminating property of any gas is determined by the number of carbon particles that are contained in it, which become heated to incandescence as soon as they come in contact with the oxygen of the air, and remain so for a brief period during their passage between the two extremes of the flame. While acetylene equals electricity in its illuminating properties, the latter still stands without a rival when considered from a sanitary standpoint, as the use of electricity does not in any degree vitiate the air in a room where it is used. We have now given somewhat in detail the following processes that are carried out at Niagara Falls through the agency of electricity, that is to say, the reduction of aluminum from its oxide alumina, the production of the new and useful compound called carborundum, the formation of calcium carbide used for the production of acetylene gas, and the large chemical works where bleaching powder is made. In addition to these works, there is an establishment for the production of sodium from caustic potash, which is one of the products arising from the decomposition of salt in the bleaching powder works. 
there is also another establishment for the production of phosphorus made from the bones and shells obtained from the phosphate beds that abound in some of the southern states on the coast of the atlantic ocean there is in process of construction a plant for the purpose of manufacturing chlorate of potash by an electrical process in addition to these establishments mentioned the electricity is furnished for power purposes to the niagara electric light company to the electric railway between niagara and buffalo to the niagara falls railway on the opposite side of the river to the niagara power and conduit company of buffalo and the niagara development company this is only a small beginning of the uses to which electricity will be put as an agent for the development of heat light and power as well as for the production of all substances where electrolysis is the chief factor sixteen companies or more are now using electricity from the niagara powerhouse the whole amounting to about thirty five thousand horsepower End of chapter twenty eight recording by cataclique